0: I think there are some employer branders who are almost all externally facing and they're doing a lot more recruitment marketing tactics and looking at the prospective candidate. And then there's others that are very aligned to internal comms and employee engagement. My role right now, it's actually a really great blend of both. So I I really do love um, being able to have both sides of it and get involved with external facing view of a, a brand, but also see it live with employees and, and I see them sing your song. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren
1: Sargent, a co-founder at Stories, Inc. One Valentine's Day, we wrote a blog article called Talent Marketing, We Love You. It was probably the only time, Berta, let me actually use the phrase, let me count the ways in our cup. There were four reasons we listed as why employer branding was a great career choice, and they were purpose galore, business impact, sharing real experiences, and constant change keeps you learning. I have to tell you, in listening to this interview with Jen Beyer, who's made a career of being an employer branding super team of one, it almost felt like a love letter to the profession. She gives real talk about the difficult job of managing major employer brands as a team of one, but never loses the joy and pride of the job. This interview is helpful to anyone who's considering a career in employer branding or for any of those solo branders out there who want to both commiserate and be comforted by a peer. I hope you enjoy the Stories, Inc. Spotlight with Jen Beyer of Fannie Mae and Bernadette Van Geesen from Stories, Inc. Okay. Hello,
2: everybody. My name is Bernadette Van Geesen, and I'm your host. And this week, we are really excited about our topic. We're talking about how to lead an employer brand as a team of one. And there is really no one else I could think of to <laughs> speak to this topic than my good industry friend, Jen Beyer. Welcome, Jen. Thank you-, you. Of course.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: Jen is the employer brand advisor at Fannie Mae. And I know this is not the first place that you've been an employer brand team of one, but I'll give you the floor here to tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do at Fannie Mae, and a little bit about your career journey thus far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am Fannie Mae's one and only employer brand advisor. I sit in talent acquisition, but I have a ton of stakeholders in my role. I oversee our employer brand strategy, our EVP, our employer value proposition, I'm responsible for awareness for our careers and life at Fannie Mae, but also candidate and employee engagement. This really consists of me working on paid campaigns with our marketing partners, content creation, social media, our careers website, all the really great things and fun things that are part of employer branding. Beyond my role here at Fannie Mae, I've uh, run and managed employer branding at all different types of companies and in various industries all the way from a mid-sized tech company to a large defense firm and a best practice research firm. So I've really um, been able to experience a lot of different uh, types of employer branding and um, needs, uh, which has been really exciting for my career. And I think a lot of people wonder how you get into player branding. It's not anything that I studied in school or actually even for the most part existed when I was in school. I was an in-house recruiter and turned campus recruiting leader. And a lot of my projects, of course, really aligned to things that you would typically uh, either work on or be aware of in employer branding. I decided to go back to school to get my master's in strategic communication, marry the two uh, areas of my interest, recruiting and communications. And that really led me to join our internal comms team at the time and do employee engagement, but also employer branding for the organization I was a part of. So that's how I came into employee branding and ever since have been in this space, mainly as a team of one.
2: And for many reasons, I'm so glad that you're here to speak on this topic. I think sometimes people think of maybe a team of one being for like smaller organizations or just for organizations like very first employer brand person. And- But you've really been at large companies, global companies, smaller companies, like across different industries. And so I think you have a really great perspective on what it takes to be successful and have been in a lot of different environments to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there is something to be said about your role in employer branding, depending on the size of the company, how mature they are in their employer brand, if they really value the employer brand or they have the resources for it. It really does change your experience and what you really focus on as an employee brander.
2: Yes. And I think we're going to touch on a lot of those topics today.
0: So, okay. So first, before
2: we dive into a lot of the nitty gritty here, can you just tell a little bit about what is appealing to you about being a team of one? What are some of the positives that you like about it? What are the challenges that presents at a
0: high level? Yeah, absolutely. I personally love being a team of one because you do have obviously a lot of independence in your work, making the decisions. Really determining how you tackle projects, and you know what ultimately aspects of employer branding you want to be a part of, and that can really build your skills from all, doing the technical day to day work all the way to strategy, uh, which is again really great for your your career and your your development. I think the the biggest challenge is just really getting your hands around the full scope of, of all the elements of employer branding. You've got limited person power. You're trying to figure out how to get it all still done. You know, typically trying to really focus on the work that matters most or is most impactful. And that might mean that you have to be a little more scrappy to get it done or finding others to help you with your work and getting that buy-in to help others partner with you. And sometimes it's just really nice to have somebody to be able to bounce ideas off of and You share the pains and the successes. They're definitely your benefits and downfalls for being an employer of one. I feel
2: a lot of that. I'm a marketing team of one. So like similar kind of challenges. And I think the challenge of being like having to be a jack of all trades, but uh, if if you're drawn to a more like specialist kind of mentality, maybe being a team of one isn't quite for you. But if you like being able to touch a lot of things and grow your skills in a lot of areas, there's a lot of great opportunities.
0: I agree. I do think there are a lot of employer branders who might be uh, really good at content. Some have expertise in writing. Others are great with like media and paid campaigns. So it it does depend on sometimes your skill set if it's right fit for you.
2: Yeah. Um, Really key to being a successful team of one is having a clear definition of what you're looking to accomplish. Employer brand can be so big, but it's like you have to focus somewhere because there's only so many hours in the week. So can you tell us a little bit more about what parts of employer brand you focus on, if it's easier to compare and contrast from your different roles, whatever works for you, but like, just like how you look at the role and then figure out what's most important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think me for me personally, I, I really look at bucketing the core elements of employer branding. I think some of those buckets consist of awareness, tactics, and initiatives candidate engagement and candidate experience channel management content development and employee story creation and i think the other element of that is just for each company that i personally work with they of course have their own view of what employer branding is or what they want to get done or accomplish and so i always obviously take that into consideration as well when i do start a new role in employer branding i typically do a 30-day assessment of the company's employer brand. And I think that does um, depend on <clears throat> how established that employer brand is, if they're just starting in their journey or if it's pretty mature, but ultimately helps me determine what's performing well, where are there areas they need to develop or expand upon, just really making sure that it is well-rounded and it's hitting some of those core elements of an employer brand. But also, again, taking into consideration the company's hiring needs, the goals for the year um, or other business element, and then I really try to have those recommendations of what we should can be continue to do, what should we start doing? Maybe there's some things that you need to stop. They they might not be making a, a big impact. That's the other layer of how you look at your work is where can you make the biggest impact um, with maybe some low effort or tactics where you might have some nice-to-haves or some things on your wish list that just either take too much time or maybe they're just not bringing enough value. And maybe that's something that you put a little bit on your roadmap for the future. I really do try to create that quadrant for the work. And then I think lastly, looking at your timeline um, for your work, getting projects or initiatives by different quarters or across the year, and that will really help you. Stay focused for the time of the year and not make you feel like you're overwhelmed. I definitely don't recommend starting everything all at once. There are probably different projects and things that you can phase in as you get more mature or established in the position and have a little bit more either time or capacity or people across the business that can maybe help you get through those. I love the advice to, especially in a new role
2: or if you're at like a pivot point, of finding high-impact, low-effort things that you can get those fast wins. Can you think of an example of what
0: that has looked like at a time in one of your jobs? Absolutely. I think one example would be as you're evaluating the different channels that your company may be using for employer branding, it's likely your careers website, your social channels, uh, maybe Glassdoor or Indeed profiles, really giving those a scan. And are there some quick updates or adjustments to content copy videos that you can do to help to give a consistent feel and look to your brand across your channels. That can be a pretty high impact, low effort project and something that can make an immediate shift in how a candidate might look at you or maybe influence their decision to apply. I think things like that where you're really going to make a positive candidate experience or improve your brand visually online. I think that can make a really big difference and not take too much effort if it's already established channels. Uh But especially if you are creating that cohesion
2: and consistency, it's easier to move move faster in the future. Absolutely. One other question that I had from what you said was, I think there's a really delicate balance between what the company views employer brand as and what their goals are and then as a professional and an expert in this field what your recommendations are and what do you have any advice on how to balance where
0: it makes sense to to push back a little bit where it makes sense to lean into what you were hired for yeah absolutely there is i think everybody um or maybe your leadership have a different point of view of what their employer brand is um, what value they bring to their employees and. I always go back to those core elements of the employer brand. What are your key things that you should be focusing on or have a part of your employer brand and see ultimately if that fits into it in any way. And if it does, it's great because then you can see that it is maybe something that you should focus on or expand upon or maybe they've already got projects in place that you should be picking up. If it might not be something that's as relevant or maybe it's just focusing on the wrong thing, I think that's where you talked to a lot of employer branders that sometimes employer branding can get a little muddled with like consumer brand or a company brand and really educating your stakeholders and those leaders on what ultimately is employer branding, what is valued, what are, are your candidate needs. I think a lot of times those projects... Are a little bit more aligned to, again, the company's needs, the mm-hmm. leader's or manager's point of views, and ultimately our customer, our, our prospective candidates or our prospective employees. And will help them make an informed decision on if they should apply or be a part of a organization can go a really long way when talking through what projects you should be focusing on and, and why they're important. I think there are some employer branders who are almost all externally facing and they're doing a lot more recruitment marketing tactics and looking at the prospective candidate. And then there's others that are very aligned to internal comms and employee engagement. My role personally, right now, it's actually a really great blend of both. I really follow the employee life cycle of what do they see online to what's experienced as new hire. And then beyond that, just ensuring that employees are still seeing the messages that they saw when they were candidates, um, but also continue to feel the value of what it means to work at the company. So they can be be your your advocates and your ambassadors for others who may be considering the company. And then should they leave, they always have that positive feeling about your organization. So I, I really do love um, being able to have both sides of it and get involved with external facing view of a, a brand, but also see it live with employees and, and see them sing your song. Okay. You mentioned you're both sides of the life cycle, candidates and employees. Do you have any
2: specific metrics and KPIs that you're measured against? How do you
0: ground your job? I, I absolutely first and foremost try to focus my work on you know, priorities and goals for the year and really being able to tie my work to those activities. And that's absolutely um, measured by those KPIs and, and those numbers. And a lot of it is maybe your typical well, I, you know, employer brand metrics, whether it's awareness metrics like impressions, reach views, website traffic. I also, focus a lot on engagement, candidate engagement, and bringing people down that uh, hiring funnel, making sure that we're looking at leads that we're generating for our, we have have a candidate relationship management system, um, our open and click rates for our email campaigns. Um, And then also uh, candidates are, are a really important part of, you know, measuring our success, our we getting positive reviews from candidates and new hires? Um, are we bringing in applicant quality? We don't want to just overwhelm our recruiters with applicant volume, but just making sure we're we're attracting the right talent, company ratings, and employee engagement. We have a social sharing tool that we use with employees, and if they're sharing messages and it's reaching their network, uh, that can go a really long way with the work that we're doing. Those are some of the metrics that I really focus on and just making sure that we're on track. And then when we're reviewing for the following year, looking to see where we can improve or maybe we should be focusing differently. That's so impressive. As, As a team of one,
2: that's a really broad scale. How do you manage your time? How do you keep yourself on track?
0: I think this is the key to getting a lot done quickly. If you're taking that time to figure out the Timelines and the the project management that really works for you. I think this is something that's I've really experienced at Finimize. There, there is extremely goal oriented, so we usually do have those three to four priorities for you know employer branding specifically that uh, all my you know stakeholders are very aware of and we partner on. And so, really drawing all the projects back to those priorities is key for our success we actually do project timelines and and bucket bodies of work by the first and second half of the year so we know in the next six months these are the things that we're trying to achieve and then we do a little bit of a review at, at that six month mark to make sure we're on track and we're still focused on our priorities that's the thing we do with our partners in marketing which is fantastic and then I'm I'm huge into organization. I color code my calendar and meetings to align to different projects and work and teams to make sure that I am focusing on the right thing every week. So I know you you mentioned just there the that
2: you partner with marketing and some other people internally. So I know that those internal partnerships are really critical to being able to get your work done when you have anyone else in your team. So can you tell us a little bit about that? and? the teams that you work most closely with and how you're able to leverage those partnerships?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I really believe my right-hand people are my external marketing partners, as well as internal partners. They are my design team. They help uh, with our strategy. They are our copywriters, market researchers. They help us to make sure we stay on brand. Definitely couldn't do without their partnership and their expertise and you know what they bring to the table to really allow me to get large bodies of work done. I think that again, our work is very hand in hand with looking at a consumer brand versus employer brand, um, that there are a lot of resources and tools that we can use together. And so I think that their partnership is crucial for an employer brand or success. So what does
2: that relationship look like? So you
0: said they, they have strategy
2: and an execution. Do you lead the employer brand strategy and then delegate some of that
0: execution to them? Is it more of a, a blend? Yeah. Like? And I think this has, this relationship with marketing has been really different and varied across the companies that I've worked in the past. And I do think it's because there are a lot of times where you know, your employer brander sits in talent acquisition. They sit in marketing. They are part of internal comms. I do think it changes your relationship. Um, For me personally, and now in my role here, I, I do sit in talent acquisition, but a, a really strong dotted line to marketing. I would almost look at it as marketing owns our brand. They own our channels. They ultimately are the the Individuals running a lot of the projects that we focus on. And I would look at employer branding and talent acquisition being a stakeholder or even a customer of of them. So we work extremely closely with agreeing upon the goals, what we're focusing on, what are priorities, what are the hiring needs. They get a lot of feedback and advice or guidance from talent acquisition that ultimately marketing, like, again, owns the brand and makes the final decisions on how we ultimately execute or how something looks. Um, So I would say it's almost like a customer type of relationship that we have, but it's definitely not always been in that type of relationship. Sometimes marketing's been very much of a a in indirect partner where we've said, hey, we're trying to update our careers website. Here are our edits. And can you please ex- execute or update this by X date? And they'll execute. So it's really been different at every role or co- company that I've been a part of. And I think it's just establishing what that relationship looks like, having really strong communication and really understanding what employer branding is at your role to help you determine what that relationship looks like and who owns what, because ultimately I think that'll really help you get work done fast if you're all on the same page and you are all striving towards the same goal. That's really good advice.
2: Yeah, just un- yeah, understanding what the relationship is and what you can expect from each other, especially because that relationship can vary so much between organizations. So your next kind of partner, what role does outsourcing and agencies play? What do you think is the best outsource maybe that
0: saves you the most time? Like kind of what have you been your experience there? Agencies have been really helpful for media planning, ad campaigns, vendor management, content creation, certain types of campaigns. Like when you're doing search engine advertising, there's just some uh, again, skill sets or um, volume of work that it just makes sense to be working with the outside agency and have uh, the extra hands of maybe cr- creatives or copywriters. So that's really when I would look at outside agency and where you could potentially have support um, from those agencies. Do you find that
2: building that case for being able to outsource? Yeah. I have an entire session I just right there, but. It's
0: right. absolutely i would really say it is a little bit of sometimes a little bit about building a case for it whether you can demonstrate the the business need the, to have that outside expertise showing where there's a lack of skill or within your organization maybe it's about volume like sometimes it's a major project if you're working on employer value proposition or like major content creation and you just know the volume that you need to produce or the research that you need to do those that's where you can build the case for that outside agency and support and then i think that technology is a a really big case for it too you might want to do programmatic job advertising and not have the technology or the expertise it definitely build your case for using agency and showing the volume and level of in-depth work that would require outside agency. That's yeah, really
2: great. Thanks for that time. Any final thoughts, Jen, of just things that you want to leave the audience with, like biggest lessons learned over
0: the years, anything to leave us with? First and foremost, important thing is to not skip the strategy and not to skip that reflection of what your current employer brand is i think that will really help you focus on the right projects and determine the most impact you can make and it takes time you're eager to start but it really will help you ultimately as a person of a team of one to really know what projects to, to do and where where you'll make the most impact I would say also really make sure you set up your relationships and get the buy-in that you need from your internal partners. It's really critical to your success. It's understanding how you can partner together, understand the brand guidelines and, you know, what you need to do as a trusted person managing a brand. Educate your partners on what you're trying to do and what employer branding is. I've definitely been part of organizations where employer branding has been completely new and educating them how it's different from a consumer brand or a company brand and why that's important can take time. But again, it can really help you get work done faster if you have that buy-in. I think then lastly, like just think creatively what tools... What resources, what people are part of your team or the recruiting team that can help you get your work done fast? Yeah. I, I'm definitely for getting a little scrappy and creative and see what you've got to a- execute quickly and make the most impact. Definitely think outside the box and, and trust and, and talk to uh, other employer branders to see what they've done um, to help them get work done quickly. Because I know there's a lot of uh, teams of one out there.
2: Yeah definitely in our industry is so great with sharing ideas and stuff so
0: i think definitely leaning on that network is huge yeah, i
1: think that's really
2: great advice awesome thanks everyone thanks so much jen this is- hey,
1: thanks thanks for having me all right bye thank you for listening in head over to storiesincorporated.com for more resources guides and tips on growing your employee story efforts no matter what role you're in